your Locked On Hurricanes, your daily podcast on the Carolina Hurricanes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, Danny. I will say you are listening to Locked On Hurricanes on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And I want to thank you for making Locked On Hurricanes your first listen every day. And as always, you can find Locked On Hurricanes on Twitter and Instagram at LO underscore Hurricanes and myself on Twitter at Jared Ellis underscore 96. And in today's episode, folks, uh, I am joined by Sarah Avampato from Canes Country, Locked On Kings, Locked On NHL. You guys know all about Sarah. She's been on the show multiple times um, to discuss what we discussed today, Hurricanes Prospects. And we will be discussing Seth Jarvis, his current situation with the Hurricanes. And then we will be discussing the Hurricanes that just got placed on waivers and sent down to the AHL. And then we will also briefly be discussing ways that the agreements between the junior leagues and the NHL and AHL can be revised to help benefit the development of of these young players that are too good for juniors and they're just not learning anything else there in the junior leagues. So I won't keep you any longer and enjoy this interview I did with Sarah. All right, folks, I am once again joined by Sarah Avampato from SB Nations, Canes Country, Locked on Kings, Locked on NHL. You guys know all about her. How are you doing this afternoon, Sarah? I'm not too bad getting ready for hockey season, which feels weird. Yes. <laughs> and <laughs> yeah, uh, we're opening night for the hurricanes is just a couple days away. It's on Thursday. I am excited for that. Um, but not the traffic because state fair is also going on right now. Um, and the state fairgrounds are right across the street from PNC arena. So nope. traffic is <laughs> not going to be fun. Um, but, uh, you know, I had obviously sent you information on this uh, before we got on this call, but, um, you know, the Hurricanes, you know, have put guys on waivers, sent guys back down to the AHL, which we'll talk more about that in the next segment. But um, an interesting one is Vincent Trocek has been placed on the injured reserve. He did practice yesterday and today. Um, so that's obviously good. You know, he's healthy enough to practice, but you know, he had gotten injured in the uh, season ticket holder uh, inner squad scrimmage. Um, and now he's on the IR. Uh, don't really know for how long, don't know what the injury is. There's really nothing out there about it other than he's on it. Um, and we'll obviously talk about that you know, as more information comes about, but uh, one name that has stayed on the hurricanes roster and I spoke about this with Andrew from Kane's uh, Country the other day, was Seth Jarvis, because he has looked outstanding in his uh, preseason games that he's played in. He hasn't played like a teenager. He's played like a pro. Um, and, you know, it's either NHL or back to juniors for him. Mm-hmm. Um which sucks, uh, obviously, because he's way too good for juniors. Um, but, 
will the Hurricanes burn a year off of his entry deal um, this year? Because uh, I, I kind of gotten to the point where I'm thinking, all right, they're going to do that nine-game trial period um, mm-hmm. in the NHL before they make one final decision. But now with Trocek being out for who knows how long, I think there's a real shot. You know, he could be on the roster for more than just the nine games. Uh, but what do you think about Seth Jarvis's current situation? You know, I, I think that, I mean, like you said, the, the situation for him stinks because he is, he's over the WHL. There's not really much left for him to prove. Um, even in last year's shortened season, he had 27 points in 24 games uh, the year before 98 points, 58 games. Uh, he's just consistently been, you know, a producer. The only year where he wasn't a point per game was his very first year in, in the WHL. Like he has just gotten better every year uh, when he had to be returned to the WHL uh, from the AHL last season, he led the AHL in points. Uh, he had 11 points in nine games. Uh, he led the team in points. Uh, it was just a great performance from someone who usually would not have gotten that opportunity. And you know, I feel like it could be a whole other show of how unfortunate this rule is that is going to make him go back um, because yeah, what else, the only thing that's left for him to achieve in the WHL is try to win the Memorial Cup, which I know is what a lot of those young guys say who are like, well, yeah, like sure it'd be cool to play in the NHL, but I'd like to go win the cup with my, with my team and whatever. But I I don't know what else there is for him to do there. Um, And ideally he would get a shot at the NHL. And I think that he, he has looked so good in the preseason from what I've seen, he has looked like he belongs there. Uh, Everyone knows that he's still young. So I think are being patient with him, but it's, it's just his situation is example a of how the leagues need to revisit this, 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 uh, the rule of where you have to play as a teenager, because yeah, he he would learn much more playing professionally than he would playing against, you know, 17, 18 year olds. Yeah, because that's definitely where I'm thinking as well, which I'll get your thoughts on your quick thoughts on how you think, you know, that could be redone uh, of those agreements and whatnot. But, yeah, I'm looking at this kid and obviously if he's ready for the NHL, He's ready mm-hmm. for the NHL, plain and simple. Um, but you also don't want to rush that with some other kids mm-hmm. that they're too good for juniors, but not good enough mm-hmm. for the NHL yet. Um, yeah. And, you know, letting them play in, whether it be ECHL, AHL, or wherever, um, you know, as far as like those feeder systems and whatnot go. Um it's just like it feels like it really stunts the development of a lot of young guys. And mm-hmm. I'm sure there's guys in you know these junior leagues that are that could make the jump up to these uh, professional leagues right now. Um, but they're getting held back. Um, and who knows how it will uh, affect their development um, going forward. But you know, Seth Jarvis, you know, I really think, I mean, we'll see, you know, what happens uh, with Trochek's injuries um, and all that stuff, because if he's going to be out for an extended period of time, basically more than nine games, mm-hmm. 
do you think there's a shot? I think there should be. Um, and, and I don't, you know, looking at the Wolves roster as it is right now, you know, there's not a candidate who jumps to mind first, who I think should be given the chance above Seth Jarvis. Uh, you know, the, the AHL, definitely there are a lot of guys in there who are, you know, very strong players who are going to be great for the franchise in the future, but you know, who they were sent down already for a reason because they just aren't quite ready yet to fit in with the team's plans and to make a difference and an impact or whatever. Uh, looking, looking at their roster, I, I wouldn't pick any of the guys there to play an impact role over Seth Jarvis. So I, I think that if there is room for him on the roster, if there is a way for him to, to play and you know, the team isn't going to have to risk losing anyone else to waivers because they made room for him or whatever. You know, I think that it'd be, it'd be a really good thing to see, even if you put him on the, the opening lineup for, even if he doesn't get the full nine games, even if he only gets a couple just to really start seeing what he has and can he make, can he cut it in real season NHL? Because the preseason, I mean, he, he looks great, but the preseason is the preseason. No one yeah. really gives it a hundred percent. Um, you know, so once you start seeing real NHL competition, is it going to change? I don't know, but I, I think that he, he has done everything right. He has done everything he can as a player to force the team to make a hard decision on him. And, and I think that, you know, if he does get cut and sent back to juniors, that it shouldn't be a reflection on Seth Jarvis. It shouldn't be a reflection on, you know, what his role is on this team going forward. But I, I think it's more of just a, a numbers game and they know that they're not going to be able to give him the minutes that he deserves or whatever. But, you know, I, I think that if he does get sent down, I think fans need to not panic um, because they're just doing what they think is best, um, which I feel like people always debate um, because there, there's certainly always this discussion every season of would it be better for this guy to, you know, be a healthy scratch or only be playing, you know, seven or eight minutes a night in the NHL versus playing in another league. And, you know, players themselves say it's better to be in the NHL getting limited time than it is to go back to a lower league or whatever. But, you know, I, I think that they should at least give him those first couple games of the season to see, to see how he fits in. And, you know, he, he still might not make it because of, you know, the central numbers game of how many people can be on a roster and everything. But I think that he, like I said, he has done everything right. Um, and he is showing them that he's, he thinks he's ready. Yeah, I, I agree there um, that he's made he's forced the team to make a really tough decision because he has played really, really well uh, throughout the preseason. He hasn't like I said, you know, he hasn't looked like a teenager. He's looked like, all right, you know, this kid, he can play. Um, mm -hmm. And I think, you know, they're going to do those nine games, maybe not the full nine games, I think. Ultimately, that will depend on how long Vincent Trocek is going to be mm -hmm. out. Mm -hmm. um, I think, you know, even if Trocek was healthy, I think they still do that trial period just to mm -hmm. see, like, all right, what, what do we have with this kid? Um, and let him get up against, you know, some real NHL-level competition. Because in the first preseason game he played with, Played in, yeah. He played against some of Tampa's top stars, um, you know, like Kucherov, uh, Point. Um, who else played? I know Hedman played in that game as well. Yeah, you know, he's played against some 
Um, same with Nashville. He played against some top stars, but not like an opening night roster. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, you know, he he's going to play a couple regular season games this year. I think he will. And I think it wouldn't surprise me if the Hurricanes do the, that full nine games mm-hmm. um, just to really see. Um, and then they make the decision. Uh, yeah. All right. Are we going to burn a, a, a year of this entry deal um, or are we going to save it um, and send them back down to juniors and maybe look at next year um, when some of these like one year deals are expired? But at this point, it's just a waiting game. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that, um, you know, a lot of it is also probably going to depend on how the, the how the hurricanes look coming out to start the season. Um, I, I know. So obviously I also cover the Los Angeles Kings and a couple years ago, uh, one of their young rookie young players made it out of camp uh, as a, I think 19 year old. He also similarly was in the WHL um, and he got his, you know, first six or seven games or whatever with, with the team and looked good there. But the team was doing so poorly, like they came out of the gate and lost just a tremendous amount of games that the essential response from the team was this kid can cut it, but we don't want him to be around all of this losing. (laughs) We want him to go somewhere where he can be successful and win and not have his first NHL season be, you know, a total disaster. And obviously not that I'm expecting that from the Hurricanes, but I feel like the, the way the season starts could also inform what they want to do with him because if things look a little sketchy, you know, they might want to say, you know what, fine, go back to juniors where we know you're going to win a million games and it's going to be great. But you know, the beginning of the hurricane schedule, taking a look at it has a really interesting mix of games too, of teams that we know are going to be in playoff contention. We have the Islanders, there's Boston, Toronto, uh, and then there's a bunch of teams who are just um, garbage to say nicely, like Arizona's in there. Uh, the Blue Jackets, people don't have much ex- expectations for. Uh, no one knows what Chicago is doing. Uh, so it, it's a really good mix of teams as well to sort of evaluate him against uh, because, you know, if he holds his own up against Patrice Bergeron or something, that's going to tell you a lot more about him than, you know, how he plays against Columbus and no offense, Blue Jackets, but I couldn't only name like three people on that roster right now. <laughs> Yeah, it sounds about right. Um, yeah, it, it's just one of those things. We'll just have to wait and see. As of recording, nothing has been said about it. So there's that. Um, but, you know, like I said, you know, the Hurricanes, you know, did place, um, sent three more guys um, back to um, the AHL, which trimmed their uh roster down to 30 as well as placing some guys on waivers and i will get your quick thoughts on those guys right after this quick break this sound familiar you've got one device that lets you catch the game live another that lets you stream your favorite shows you're watching sports highlights on your phone and you've got your neighbor's best friends logging for all the good stuff well, I want to tell you a simple way to get all of that entertainment you love without the hassle and get a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called Direct TV Stream, and it brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before so you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part, there's no annual contract. 
So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more about DirecTV Stream at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. All right, folks, we are back uh, with Sarah Avampado. In the first segment, you know, we talked about Seth Jarvis and his situation of is it it's NHL or bust for him. But, yeah, the Hurricanes have assigned some more guys back down to the AHL as well as put some guys on waivers. Um, but, you know, we'll talk about the AHL guys first. Um, they sent Ryan Suzuki. Joey Keane and Alex Lyon down to the AHL. Um, what were your quick thoughts on those guys getting sent back down? I think it's going to be great for the Chicago Wolves. Um, you know, I'm sure that uh, Ryan Suzuki, particularly, he's been around for you know a couple of seasons now. I think that he obviously would have hoped to have made the team, but he he looked great last season, and I think he's only going to be better this year. Uh, I feel like Joey Keane is kind of in that in between spot of. On other teams, he might have made the NHL, but just just not here. Um, Lyon, I think, has always been kind of tabbed to be uh, the AHL goalie, um, but good to see that he stuck around camp that long because, you know, we, we know that he has a lot of experience and can step up and play in the NHL if needed. So the Hurricanes got to take a good look at him. Uh, the Wolves lineup is shaping up to be um, pretty much anyone you talk to who covers the AHL and looks at the league as a whole. Um, everyone is saying the Wolves are going to be a scary team. Um, and, you know, with the additions of Suzuki and Keen, who both had great years last year, uh, it, it's only making, making things look uh, even more exciting for them. Uh, their season gets started at the end of this week. They've had a couple of preseason games, uh, I think, against Milwaukee. Um, they split the series, so each, each team won one. The HL doesn't really do many preseason games, so... Uh, they kind of just roll right into their season, but they, they get started really soon. And it's a, uh, it's, it's an interesting group of people. There's a lot of people returning from last year. Um, and there's uh, even some familiar faces from the checkers days. Um, Andrew Podorowski, who was a great player uh, during the, uh, the checkers cup run. Uh, he spent a little bit of time after that with uh, the ducks in their system. Uh, but he is back now with a very familiar team a familiar coach, uh, and is going to be, you know, really great leader for that Wolves team. But they looked great last season in a year that there was no, you know, cup awarded and no anything. Uh, and bringing back largely the same roster of guys who will be even better this year, hopefully. Uh, I'm really excited to see it. Who are you most excited to see on the uh, Wolves roster this year? Uh, so it's, you know, the, the, the new guys, I don't really know a whole ton about uh, of anyone who's new to the team. So that'll be interesting to see how mm -hmm. some of the new players or guys who came over from Europe, you know, how they're going to fit in. Uh, but I'm really interested to see the step forward that a lot of these guys take from last season. Uh, so Dominic Bach is someone who you know we've talked about has been in the system for a little while. Uh, and last season felt like he finally was putting his whole game together at, at the professional North American level. Uh, so I'm excited to see what he can continue to do. Uh, David Cotton's another guy who I think could really fight for a depth role on the Hurricanes uh, in, in the near future. He looked really good uh, with the Wolves. And, you know, I think with just another year under his belt uh, can be a, an even more impactful player. So I, I'm just excited to see the continued progression of some of these guys who aren't quite ready for the NHL yet to see, you know, how, how they took their offseason and what they've done to 
kind of start forcing the conversation to uh, to get themselves into the NHL soon. Yeah, um, it'll definitely be an interesting uh, season to watch for the Wolves. Um, the Hurricanes also, well, yesterday they did this. Uh, same with the uh, sending the guys down to the AHL. Um, they placed Eric Galanis, Max Lajard, Josh Levio, uh, Stefan Nozen, and CJ Smith on waivers. Um, Lajard and Levio, those were the two that kind of took me by surprise, um, especially Louis Roy, uh, because, you know, he played some of the Hurricanes last year um, at the very tail end of the regular season and in the playoffs, and he looked pretty good for the most part. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you could tell, you know, he's obviously like an AHL guy, you know, playing in the NHL and whatnot. Yeah, you could tell that, um, but he still looked pretty good, and I'm honestly surprised he got placed on waivers. Um, but the other guys, not so much. Like I said, mm-hmm. Levia, yeah, he was one that, uh, yeah, that was one, yeah, where a lot of people were like, all right, yeah, he either makes the roster, yeah, or he's waived. Um, and it looks like, you know, he's waived. But out of those names there, um, anything that takes you by surprise? Yeah, like you, I was a little surprised by um, Max Lajoie, who was really, really good for the Wolves. Uh, I feel like he just kind of came over in a sort of random trade with Ottawa, and I feel like no one really expected much out of him. Um, But he stepped right in and looked great for them and held his own at the NHL. Like you said, clearly a guy who is not going to be much more than your sixth, seventh defenseman, but he, he could cut it there. Uh, and so I kind of thought he had a shot at sticking around as maybe the extra defenseman for, for the Hurricanes. Um, I don't think that they're going to lose him on waivers. I think that he will still be part of their system. Yeah. But I had thought that maybe he had a, a little bit of an outside chance of, of sticking around. But looking at the roster for uh, for the Hurricanes on defense, there are so many of them. I don't know that I realized that there were so many of them. And so I think I see now why, uh, why he got sent down because they still have too many defensemen. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a little afternoon now. So, I mean, obviously if they clear waivers today, which I haven't heard anything about any other teams looking at these guys. Um, so if they clear, you know, they're just going to get sent over to Chicago. Um, but yeah, Lejoie was one that definitely placed or took me by surprise. Um, not as much as uh, the guy that got placed on waivers last year, um, <laughs> Alex Nedeljkovic. Um, he hasn't looked too hot um, this preseason in Detroit, but uh, yeah, he is in Detroit. Um, yeah, at the end of the day, and that's not a very good team. Um, when, not a very good defense in front of him. Um, but just quick thoughts. How do you think he'll be this year? Um, I kind of think, you know, his numbers are obviously going to regress as compared to last year, because I think, you know, even if he was still here, yeah, those numbers were insane. I don't know if he could reach that again. Um, and also now he's in Detroit, like I said, mm-hmm. not necessarily the best team. And that just kind of shows, you know, how good Bernier was on that mm-hmm. team last year. Mm-hmm. But just quick thoughts, how do you think he's going to fare this year? Yeah, I, I wish him the best. I hope he does really well because I like him as a player. Uh, he, he definitely persevered through all, all that he got put through and waivers and all that. Um, but yeah, I, I don't think his numbers are going to look as good 
as they did, um, like you said, both because it's Detroit and just sort of the natural regression. Um, but I also hope Detroit fans have a little bit of patience with him because I feel like we've already seen people online being like, this was a terrible trade. Why did Red Wings do this? I'm like, oh, calm down, <laughs> calm down. It's still the Red Wings. So I, I don't think it's going to, I don't think he's going to repeat as a potential, you know, Calder nominee or anything, or I don't think he's going to be competing for the Vezina, but um, he's playing for the Red Wings. So he's got a lot stacked against him. Yeah, I know. It's, it's a lot to um, take into account now. Um, and obviously it is a little frustrating and concerning, I guess, now with him out of the system because you look at Anderson and Ranta, both of those guys on the wrong side of 30, mm-hmm. um, you know, having dealt with, several injuries over the past couple of years and Anderson, especially, which will likely be the number one of having a couple down years uh, over the past couple of years and Ranta only playing like seven games last year. Um, not having a guy sitting there in the AHL that could go at really a moment's mm-hmm. notice like Ned could. Yeah. Um, that's a little concerning this year because I don't see that guy being Alex Lyon or Beck warm. Um, so yeah, that's a little concerning there for the hurricanes, but earlier, yeah, I meant, or you mentioned, um, just the way the agreements are set up between the NHL, AHL, and all these junior leagues, uh, that needing to be looked at and revised. Um, obviously, yeah, that can be something that could be an entire multi-part series of how, (laughs) You know, that stuff could be revised, obviously, which may be something we discuss later in the future. But I do want to get your quick thoughts on things that could change to help guys out like Seth Jarvis and then probably countless other guys sitting in these junior leagues that are getting held back. Um, But we'll get that stuff right after this quick break, folks. That tastes like a candy bar and they're freaking delicious, folks. And Built Bar has nine delicious flavors, including coconut, cherry barcia, raspberry, mint brownie, double chocolate, which is my personal favorite, salted caramel, strawberry, orange, cookies and cream, and German chocolate. They also have limited time flavors coming in and out of their lineup all the time. And regardless of the flavor, whether it's a original flavor or a limited time flavor they are all covered in 100 chocolate and are soft and easy to chew they're also low calorie low sugar high protein and high fiber so they're great for the health conscious individual now say you've only tried one or two of those original flavors or none at all you can get a mixed box where you get two of each of those nine flavors so you can try it all folks And you also got to keep an eye on their website for those limited time flavors that come in and out of the lineup all the time because, boy, do they have some good ones that come for a while. And right now, you can go to Built.com and use promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your order when you use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. All right, folks, and we are back. Um... Yeah, with Sarah Avampada, we've been discussing Seth Jarvis as well as um, the Hurricanes placing uh, guys on waivers and sending guys down to the AHL. But one thing that Sarah mentioned in the first segment was the way the uh, agreements are set up with the 
junior leagues, the NHL, AHL, all that stuff. And it's really holding guys back. Um, and she's way more experienced with covering prospects and that system than I am. So I do want to get your thoughts on how that could be improved to put it politely. Yeah. So I feel like last year was really an eye opener for a lot of teams in, in regards to, I feel like we've all known this rule is kind of frustrating, but we've never really been able to do much about it because we haven't been able to see these young guys playing at the AHL level. Uh, And now we did because of COVID and especially for OHL players who didn't even have a season. So they got to stay in the AHL the whole year. Um, which, you know, unfortunately for Seth, for uh, Seth Jarvis, his league started playing again, so he had to go back. But, you know, so, so the rule is between the NHL and all the Canadian leagues that players have to be either 20 years old or have played four, season in ju- four seasons in juniors before they can go to the AHL, which for like 98% of your players, that's good. Like that you want them to max out in juniors. You want them to get all that experience and grow and develop and whatever. But for your Seth Jarvis's, uh, it, it stinks. Uh, and there's always every, every year, there's a couple of guys who just aren't quite ready for the NHL. They're not your like Connor McDavid's, but they're definitely not going to learn much more in juniors and they get stuck in that in between. And one of, the, one of the things that I have seen kind of passed around in terms of ideas is, you know, each NHL team gets one exception or each, you know, each of the like juniors teams gets like one guy they can lose or something. Um, you, you do have to limit it. Otherwise, yeah, your juniors teams are slowly going to be like lost all of their talent. Um, and part of the reason that that rule is in place is because these junior teams know that having Seth Jarvis play for them or whoever is going to draw attendance and it's going to make people go to their games because they want to see them play. Uh, and so it's partly just a like, Hey, Canada, we're not going to steal all of your best boys, just some of them. Um, and that's why that the, this, the rule has existed. And we have seen now that there are a class of players who like need some sort of exemption from that rule. So I don't think it should be a free for all. I don't think that every team should be able to do whatever they want with every kid, but, and and there should be some sort of like evaluation process. I know that, um, you know, the Canadian juniors teams have like a, it's, it's whatever it allowed Connor McDavid to be playing in the OHL, like before he was actually old enough or whatever. It's like the exceptional player exception or whatever. And maybe they need to consider some sort of exceptional player exemption going the other way. Um, because yeah, it's, it's not great for Seth Jarvis's, uh, you know, development as a player to just go, like, go back and dominate and like, not even have to try. Like if anything, it's, it could be bad because yeah. he'll develop bad habits. I mean, maybe not him, but just he, the, yeah. in general, you're going to develop bad habits because everyone you're playing, you're so much better than, and you're stronger and you're bigger. Uh, and then you don't have to work at defense and then you get to the NHL and, you know, Rod Brindamore is like, why can't you defense? And then, you know, everything's messed up. So they're, they're, they need to reevaluate this. I know it's all about money and that's why it might not ever change, but I don't know that it's the best thing for the players anymore. Yeah, I agree because you definitely don't want to rush guys development um, and put them in a situation they, they just flat out aren't ready for. 
Mm -hmm. um, because, you know, we've seen that in not just hockey, but professional sports in general Mm -hmm. of rookies getting thrust into situations that they probably weren't ready for. Um, And then it just, their career does not really recover. Um, But on the flip side, like you said, that these kids are just playing against other guys that they're just leaps and bounds more talented than and it's just gonna like you said they're gonna develop bad habits we've seen it with guys in the past in hockey um baseball uh basketball like Mm -hmm. guys they just better than other guys that they're playing against and then they develop bad habits and then yeah they get to the pros and those bad habits they can't break them And I do think, you know, there should be some kind of, uh, whether it be evaluation process, exemption, like you mentioned, just there has to be something to help these players that are too good for juniors. Mm -hmm. Um, Because, yeah, just at the end of the day, it's not helping them at all. Um, And, yeah, you're right. It's all about money at the end of the Mm -hmm. day because Seth Jarvis is going to pit is going to put butts in seats, plain mm-hmm. and simple. Just yeah. with the way he plays, he's going to do it. Um, but we'll see what happens with him. Uh, like we said in the first segment, it wouldn't surprise me, you know, if they utilize that nine-game trial period or part of it. We'll just have to wait and see because as of recording um, at 12.30 in the afternoon on Monday, nothing's been said about it. Um, so we'll just have to wait and see. But Sarah, where can everyone find you on social media? Sure. So I am on Twitter at right said Sarah. That's W-R-I-T-E said Sarah with an H. Uh, The Wolf season, like I said, starts this week. Uh, I believe Saturday is their first game. So uh, you can follow along with me as I get to cover Wolves games actually in person this season because uh, everything is going back to normal-ish. Uh, post-COVID, so I'll be able to see see all of your boys in person. Uh, you can find my Wolves coverage over at Kane's Country on SB Nation. Uh, every Monday, you will get a Wolves column from me talking about what's going on with the team and all of the uh, Hurricanes prospects. Um, and if you want a general overview of the NHL, you can hear me on Wednesdays on Locked on NHL, uh, talking about the Western Conference mostly, but we're bad at staying on topic. So, you know, we're talking about whatever. Yes. Uh, thank you very much for coming on, Sarah, and giving your prospect expertise on all of this stuff. Of course. Glad to be here. All right. I'll talk to you later. All righty. Bye. <laughs> Bye. All right, folks. I hope you enjoyed that interview I did with Sarah Avampado from SB Nation's Kings Country, Locked on NHL, Locked on Kings. You guys know where to find her and go listen to all of her content and read all of her content. She is very well-versed in Hurricanes prospects, and we'll obviously be hearing more from her this season as the AHL season is kicking off and as the Seth Jarvis situation continues to develop, really, um, because, again, as of right now, Nothing's been said about him going back to the Portland Winterhawks. Nothing's been said about anything. And as of right now, like I mentioned at the top of the interview, Vincent Trocek, he did practice this morning. But other than that, that's it. He's still on the IR. Don't know what the injury is. 
how long he's going to be there or what. Um, so that'll be something we just continue to discuss as time goes on. Uh, hopefully he won't be out for super long because he is a very important part of the scene, but we'll just have to wait and see, folks. And in tomorrow's episode, we will be continuing to look at the season that is coming up for the Carolina Hurricanes predictions for the season, predictions for opening night. Who will be on that opening night roster? Will we see Seth Jarvis playing? Will we, won't we? We'll just have to wait and see. That's the big question right now for Hurricanes fans. And we will also be discussing any other news that comes out from the Hurricanes, whether it's hopefully not injury-related, but we'll be discussing that as well as roster news and anything else that happens to come out, folks. But in the meantime, make sure you go follow Locked on Hurricanes, Twitter and Instagram at LO underscore Hurricanes, and myself on Twitter at Jared Ellis underscore 96 and i will talk to you guys tomorrow